We would be honored if you would join us. Ojaba. Ojaba. Hello, hello, hello. Hello there. Hi. Hi there. My name is Gisle and I am out of here. What? Um, um, okay. Okay, so my name is. What do you mean? Korn and. I think here? he left it. <laughs> Did he go? What? I mean. What? Okay, I knew he said he was going on vacation soon, but I didn't know it was this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of figured we'd like have a show with him or something. Okay. Alright. Is, is he recording? I think I. Oh. Seems like it's still running, so I mean. Oh. I don't well, know. it's fine then. Well, I mean, we can we can talk anyway. If it is recording, then good. If not, then it's just going to be like us talking. That's fine. To, to yeah, be sure. fair, all all yeah. he ever trip, uh, you know, adds to the show is talk about phantoms and more phantoms. Sometimes yeah. fangs. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. There might still be fangs, but we can talk a lot less about phantom, phantoms, mm -hmm. or at least mm -hmm. uh, less pleasantly about them. Right. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Okay, but uh, in that case, uh, I will attempt to steer the ship um, while it's taking in water, and the captain is missing. Uh, <laughs> but but we haven't done the. He he said my my name is Kisley. Yeah, I, I oh, said yeah. my name is Haukon. Uh, yeah. Jan, what's okay. your name? Uh, my name is Jan. And I am it. Great. Yes, you Okay, are. with the formalities over. Uh, right. The main topic for today is a meta review. Uh, I've been working like crazy amount of hours. I don't know why I keep doing this myself, but uh, I'm very happy because with it. Done. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Could you pay somebody else to do it? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I probably could, but that would make me feel less special. <laughs> well, right? then we know why you do it. <laughs> Okay, okay. So out of as a narcissist, there we go. Um, anyway, before we nice. get to that, then uh, let's uh, let's look at news. Not that there's okay. a whole lot. Wait, of wait, wait, wait. Or no, no. Okay. So what news? Where are the goddamn points? Where are the points? Yeah, where are they? I don't know. They're probably you know in a drawer in the basement uh, on display. I don't know. It is. I have a strong feeling. I have a strong feeling that we will get them at the very, very end of July. There's still some July left. There's a week. Just a yeah. So, what we have coming up is the in-flight report, which is on the 29th, or which is for those in sort of proper Europe. It is actually on the 30th, at midnight or at 1, um, between Wednesday and Thursday. So 
That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then today they just announced that there will be an X-Wing stream uh, on the following day. Where they might so, so our news is basically there are no news, but we expect that there might be news. And that's our news. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they announced... Yeah, instead of announcing new news, they announced that they would announce news. And now we soon. are announcing that announcement. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. first-hand information. Here it's you have it, folks. Here you have it. So, so, what they say about X-Wing is they don't actually say points. They say they will reveal some new content. Uh, so, that could either be a whole new wave or it could be some more details on the LAT C and uh, HMP gunship wave. Um, but they also say they also have, quote, hyperspace talk. Hyperspace that can be talk. really interesting, right? Because if they sort of reflect on how did hyperspace go, uh, because they, they made quite a lot of changes to, to hyperspace uh, this time around. So. Um. So we're going to have the talk about hyperspace then. <laughs> now you sound now, now you make me not want to watch it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they they actually I saw this elsewhere. Um they also announced today that you could buy like a virtual ticket uh, uh to be an audience in the virtual stream. Um I don't know how that works, whether you get some kind of special status on the stream so you can, you know, uh, ask questions and those who are just watching on Twitch can't, or I don't know. Um, you have to buy money and uh, give them money for that? I don't know how much it costs. I can figure, I can find out. Um, let's see. GenCon, get tickets. So it says here, Come hang out with the development team for X-Wing to join the conversation about the latest new expansions announced during the in-flight report. Okay, so the actual announcement is going to be in the in-flight report. Okay, Mm. now we learned that. We have plenty of new content to show off and a chance for you to ask the devs your question. You can watch our stream live on our Twitch channel or catch it later at YouTube. Um, Mm. And if you click get tickets on that, then uh, I think you need a virtual Gen Con badge, but I'm not sure. It doesn't ah. have a it, so it, so it actually says cost zero, but uh, I think you might need to have a virtual Gen Con badge to get it. Right. Okay. So. I wonder, that, how does a virtual Gen Con work? I mean, isn't the whole point of Gen Con trying out new games and stuff, you know, participating in some some games and stuff? What, are they going to host it on TTS? Or I mean, what, what are they What are they going to do? I don't know. I don't uh, think that will be any um, uh, X-Wing there. No, just in general, there's there's a whole lot more than X-wing on on, on Gen Con. But, yeah. Know. A single day day pass is like uh, sixty two dollars. 
does it say what you get for those fifty-two dollars? Mm, no, but there are some virtual events, I guess. Let's see. I search for X-wing. Do you need VR glasses for it? So yeah. Gonna be, is it going to be like Ready Player One? Okay, so this X-Wing event that we just talked about is actually called X-Wing Spoilers and Death Discussion. So, yeah. Let's see. We will know in, um, you know, a little over a week. A week. Okay, let's, uh, let's get into the meta review. So, uh, this time I decided to write uh, two different articles. Uh, they will soon be available on my blog on pinksquadron.dk. Uh, if they are available before we publish this episode, then uh, there will be we'll put the links in the show notes. Otherwise, I will announce them soon on our Facebook page and probably a few others. Um, so, and there's quite a lot. Uh, I decided to write one for extended and one for hyperspace, sort of accepting that these two formats are quite different now. Um, so, and yes, that took are. like 12 to 15 hours, right? So, <laughs> um, um, so I'm sort of gonna go through it in blobs and just read a thing out. Normally, compared to when we usually do this, where I read a whole lot of numbers for a whole lot of things, uh, it's I'm a little bit more selective <laughs> to try to not make this turn into like a five-hour episode, uh, mm. especially now where there's two articles. So, if we start by by hyperspace. Uh, then we can say that. Oh, I found, I found an error in the show notes already. This is going well. Uh, hyperspace was mostly played in the first half of the wave. Um, then, once the virtual tournaments really started kicking off, then most of those chose to go extended. Um, so the data is sort of very partitioned. Um, yeah. Um, if we look at the bids, uh, sort of the general things at the beginning here, the bids, they dropped a bit. Um, mm -hmm. due to, there's not so many I6s, so it makes less sense to bid. Uh, we did see a quite significant increase in the size of lists. Uh, and this is hyperspace specific. It's not happening in right. standard. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think there are probably more generic spam lists, but I haven't actually looked into it. Uh, yeah, so. but it's what you would uh, probably expect with uh, with uh, less uh, access to aces, or you know the usual aces. Yeah, and you have a lot of things like X wings that dropped in cost, and yeah. there were a lot of those that just reached the breaking point of adding one more ship. So, in general, mm -hmm. we can see that the number of five and fifth ship, fifth ship lists are going down. Um, and the free ship lists are, no, sorry, the number of five and four ship lists are going up. So there's yeah. more of them relatively, but they're, they're much, much less free ship lists in hyperspace. Mm -hmm. um, so as far as popularities go, uh, then scum is like a clear number one. Despite we have seven factions, then scum is like a quarter of the lists. Um, 
with rebels and first order being uh, being sort of equal in in the number two popularity space. Um, if we look at how they do, then we see uh, uh, CIS in a clear first place, scum in second. Then there's uh -huh. a large gap, <laughs> and then you have resistance in first order uh, and empire and republic. And then another gap, and then Republic, and then Rebels at the end. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rebels second, second and third place yeah. in representation, and last in, yes. in, yeah, in second place in representation. So they are still very popular. But then well, I mean, well. rebellions so, are built on hope, so hmm. it makes sense. <laughs> Some might say there is no hope uh, to keep <laughs> quoting the same movie, uh, but I think it's interesting because it shows that there is. It seems like there is a core of like very loyal rebel players. It also seems like they are. There's probably not a lot of overlap with success. In general. Mm. Okay, so if we dive into the factions uh, in sort of order of performance and start with uh, uh, with the separatists, then oh god, we sort of have three lists that have done really well. Uh, we have what I hear called the Duncan droids, so that's two hyenas with plasma torpedoes and then six vultures, three of them with discords, etc., etc. I mean, you've all seen it. Mm -hmm. It is the most played uh, Severus's list and it has like a ridiculous performance coefficient of almost 75%. Ridiculous. Um, which is um, which is bonkers. So for those who are not used to these percentages when I said, then basically this is the average finishing place. So when I say 75%, it means that on average, they will just be there at, uh, they, their average finishing place is like 25% from the top. Yeah. So you would expect like half of them to make cut or something like that. Mm -hmm. So if everything was fair and balanced, everything would be 50%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the overall average of all things, if Quite, quite close to 50%. Not quite, because sometimes you're missing a list or two, and usually mm. those are the lists at the, the bottom of the uh, of the barrel. But mm. actually, in this data set, uh, it is very close to 50%, because most of the tournaments have been uh, virtual, which means that the list comes from tabletop TO, and they are that's like not an option to not enter your list. Yeah. So we have very good data this time. I should also say that for hyperspace, uh, this is also true for extended later, then uh, the data set I looked at is only sort of the larger tournaments, uh, because if I took like every single 10 or 12 player events, then the data would be very screwed by local metas and, and all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. um, so if you look in the full article, uh, then there is a list of of the tournaments or a link to a list of the tournaments. Yeah, 
Uh, and I don't know, there's not much to say about these uh, these Hyenas and Six Vultures. Uh, I mean, we've seen it, uh, and it's, it's just good. Um, the next one we have uh, DBS32C. Uh, is that the is that that's the one that can coordinate, isn't it? Or is it the one that can transfer our? Okay, this is embarrassing. Okay, looking. TPS. Uh, yeah, you you can during at the start of the engagement phase, you may spend a calculate token to perform a coordinate action. Ah, okay. And you can only coordinate ships that have network calculations. Mm -hmm. um, so that one, along with that's a bomber, by the way, uh, and it also yeah. has a, a tactical relay slot. Remember that the Huena bombers have all kinds of different slots depending on pilots. Yeah. So you take that one and then you pop TA-175 in. Sometimes you put Kraken in, but, but usually it's TA-175, and then seven vultures. And that thing is almost 70% performance, which is also ridiculously good. Mm -hmm. And then there's like the third variant where you have O66, which is the cheapest named infiltrator, and seven vultures. And then you put TA-175 and probe droids uh, in the... Uh, on the infiltrator, usually you can't afford discords in this build, um, mm -hmm. and they still do uh, perform at like sixty-five point six percent. So it's like free eight ship uh, builds. Um, all of them filled up with vultures, uh, and then something to either carry a tactical relay or some plasma torps. Right. So basically CIS droids and swarms are pretty good. Yeah. Yes. I mean overall statistic is very good. Sixty five percent is really good. Spunkers yeah. actually. It is. And and <laughs> and that's third place. So yeah, that's the third, the third list on on their thing. That's... So yeah, and if you start bringing in, uh, looking at sort of the individual uh, pieces that make up the list, then sort of vultures, the cheapest one, the Techno Union bombers, DBS thirty two C O sixty six, they are all scoring great. Uh, because of these lists above, uh, with vultures being the top score, mm -hmm. uh, we do see some uh, uh, playing Dooku, specifically sort of XY's lists from last wave, I guess it was, or the wave before that. So Dooku and vultures and strange shenanigans, uh, they're doing quite well also. Uh, so Dooku is is operational. Um, Discord missiles in general are uh, doing super fine almost. If you have a Discord missile, then you almost score 70% on average. Uh, and you score like 72 if you bring at least two Discords. Um, so, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, this would be this would be incredible if these were the highest stats that we were going to be seeing, uh, but they actually aren't. But they're no. actually what you kind of muffled. Oh, sorry. Is it better now? Yep, much. No, I was going to say it's. Uh, I mean, these are impressive stats, and but you know, it, these are not the most impressive that we're going to see or talk about. So. Yeah. It seems it, it seems the things that are good are great. And, uh, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, and it gets kind of hard analyzing what exactly is it that makes them good because when they, there are so few pieces in CIS so that when the lists are good, then all the components seems to be good. And there's not enough, they don't, mm. they're not played enough that I can say, oh, this variant, when they do this particular thing, really stands out because there's, it, you really very quickly get into the point where there's like not enough data. So, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, and they are also, I mean, of all the factions, then uh, CIS and, and SCUM are the ones that have sort of the most clear uh, net lists, you can say, right? Where yeah. it's just mm, take yeah. this list, uh, possibly, I mean, sometimes you move the struts around on the CIS depending on preference. Or remove yeah. one to get a bit to the to the mirror or something, but most of it is sort of very static, and there are these very set lists that you play. And scum is less so because there's also a lot of jank because it's scum. But uh, with CIS, it's like well, you play these three lists, or and then there's like three others, and then there are a few people doing janky things, but it's not a, not a lot. So it, I think it seems though that the formula kind of seems to be that you, you start with the six or seven voltage and then you, you you sort of interchange then adding on the, the seventh and or eighth chip. Yeah, then you add the supporting component, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, those seven voltages, six or seven voltages, are always the building the building block. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and then you can sort of flavor them to taste I mean the lists are in the in the Duncan droids it is you have the discord missiles and you have the two plasma torpedoes yeah to help you versus uh, sort of do space denial and do some damage with this mm -hmm. essentially uh, trajectory simulator proton bombs uh, I mean uh, and and yeah. then the the plasma torpedoes to specifically to counter things with shields probably boba um, or and, the rebel as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, DBS32C, I think, uh, is probably, it has this sort of additional ability to transfer the, uh, or, or coordinate this, uh, a calculate action. And I have a feeling that some of the events where these were played, didn't realize that since um, since that ability to do the coordination and the firing of the Discord missiles are on in the same timing window, you mm. can't actually use the ability to get a calculate token that you need to fire the Discords. That doesn't work. Mm. But I'm yeah. not sure. In, in the beginning of the wave, there's probably judges that would have let it go, right? No, that, that makes sense because, you know, it should check for availability at, at the start when you put it in the queue. 
Yeah. And then also when you execute it from the queue. So yeah. if it doesn't have the token when you start yeah. queuing up, it you, doesn't You have can't it. add it to the queue if you can't pay the cost. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, okay. uh, and then there's the O66, which is probably the most different one, uh, where you go for uh, basically for dice modification, right? TA175 to get a lot of those, get, get you know, some calculate ratings, and then the mm -hmm. probe droids. Um, to make that first engagement more accurate, um, so it's it's in many ways different ways of doing the same thing. All of them doing super well. All of them doing super well. So the final thing about CIS is that we're actually beginning to see some use of of, of Kraken again mm -hmm. uh, instead of TA one seventy five. TA one seventy five is still more popular, but the results that you see out of Kraken lists are sort of comparatively the same, if not a little bit better. Um, so, okay, uh, let's move on to SCUM. Uh, probably unsurprising, uh, there is, uh, Baba means a lot here, so you can fly Baba Fen, you can fly Baba Koshka, uh, you can fly Baba and two fangs, and that all goes well. Uh, the very top in hyperspace is Baba Koshka with mm -hmm. seventy point three. Uh, which is like mm -hmm. very good. Yeah. So uh, Baba is good, uh Fen is good. Um, if you look at the stats then Koshka is good as well, because you only really see him with Baba in Baba Koshka and that, that list is right. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what's the worst of the Baba something? Um, there's not really any of those mentioned here that are bad. Uh, in Extended, we will see that some people have tried to do Baba Emon. Uh, that was not that impressive. But of I the tried three, that once, and I can, I can definitely agree with that. It's not a very effective use. No. They don't, they don't go uh, Of the three mentioned here, so Baba Fen, Baba Koshka, and Baba and Two Fangs, then Baba and Two Fangs are the worst. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dengar in there. And Dengar is not hyperspace. But I promise you, we will get back to him when we get to Extender. <laughs> uh, we also have my uh, my Mengisli's uh, lovely Quad Fangs, uh, scoring a 56, which is normally a good mark, but not in uh, not compared to the rest of the stuff we're talking about up here. Uh, in hyperspace, Fen plus Free Cellus has been slightly better than uh, than the Four Skulls. Um, yeah. So if we look at pilots, then you know Baba is good, Fen is good. Uh, but a few other nodes like the Cartel Spacers, so the cheapest sick. As a pilot, they score 64.4. Wow. And if you then put a cannon on them, they score even better. So Autoblasters raises that by an additional 4.3, Ion by 5.4, and Tractor by 1.4. So a SIG with Ion is almost 70%. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And it's that is so ridiculous. surprising. Yeah. It's not, it's not, yeah. Um, if you run them right. naked, they become a lot, lot less uh, mighty. But 
But yeah, it's a 25-point ship that you can put a cheap cannon on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then finally we have Nomlom, the new the new jump master, doing 61.1, which compared to the rest of Scum is trash, but in normal circumstances is actually quite good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. The 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 spacer lists have not really taken form here in the beginning of hyperspace. You see them now and then, but they're not there in numbers. Uh, mm -hmm. We do see uh, the these M3A spam lists uh, in extended a lot, even though they are hyperspace legal. But this is then, you know, sort of coming back to to what I talked about, where uh, the hyperspace tournaments are like in the beginning of the wave, and the extended tournaments happened in the sort of later half of the wave. So that was not that discovered yet. I mean, some people obviously had discovered it, but it was not widely widely played. Okay. Um, yeah. Any more I comments on the, I was under the impression that Dengar was hyperspace. Why is that? Uh, because he was in La in the wave before, I think. Yeah, because wrong? no, it's it's because um, we were covering uh, Boba Dengar in some of the tournaments that we. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, we I'm gonna check. I could situation. be wrong. Uh, I don't. Th I don't think he is. I think Fen was the only I six that was. Oh, he is. He is hyperspace legal. Is he? So oh. the answer. Thank uh, you. It, the answer it nice. is that he w that nobody played him in like February or March. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank you. You just handed me a virtual slap, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> well, yeah. And it was a slap of myself. Well done. Well done. Okay, uh, but this yeah. So it it makes you think a little bit. Uh, you know the the stats with the the purple spacers for scum and the vultures in in CIS. Um, I'm I'm trying to formulate what I'm thinking actually. No, but the so the question is. Um, in a vacuum, these are arguably the ships by themselves are not good. But, but when, when you think about the success of these ships within their lists and within their spectrums, the, the question is: um, uh, Does the vulture have the advantage of that? They're, you know, even though they are or belong to a smaller faction, the the kind of variable bills that you can create around them is a little bit broader than for the cartel spacers that only seem to have worked. In lists with plane uh, fighters. Mm, no, I think, I think first of all, I think cuddle spacers doesn't require fang fighters necessarily. We don't have the numbers to see the list here in um, uh, in um, in hyperspace. But I mean, if you look at our own um, uh, Nordic uh, vassal league, then it was uh, spacers with uh, Sarasu and. Mining guild size that one out, right? Um, so that is like another variant. That's the Nicholas version of cartel spacers. 
but they have worked really well with uh, with Fang Fighters, and we've seen a lot of that in Extended with uh, with Octocon famously, and we'll come back to that. But I think that the the, the vultures, the reason, I mean, first of all, they are a little bit cheaper than the spacers. So you can have larger numbers of them. Uh, they're not really that more, much more, uh, or that less durable, because they might only have two greens and three health, but they always have a focus token essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, so their defense is actually quite good. But I think most importantly, then they are in a faction that has a lot of swarm plus things. They are in a faction that is designed to swarm with the support components as well. Where Scum doesn't really have that. I mean, you have sort of Sarasu and sort of Drea, who's not hyperspace legal, but there are a few of them. And of course, you have the Deathman switch, which is probably the most swarmy thing. But. <laughs> And they are a little bit more expensive. I mean, they're 25 a pop, yeah. and then you need to add cans to them to make them effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you yeah. rarely see these uh, these six swarms get above six ships. So, yeah. But I mean, it comes down to they are very very good. The droids are just even better. Um, mm -hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Looking at third place, by and there's there's a big gap, and then third place comes, which is resistance. Um, they have they have improved, uh, and they have been quite good, especially in hyperspace. Uh, they seem to have quite a few strong pieces, but there is a lot of difference in the list. So there are very few sort of settled lists that I can tease out here. Mm -hmm. So, kind of everybody just doing their thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of variants on, like, resistance beef, for instance, and all kinds of things. So, if we look at the list that we can find, uh, then we can find five A-wings. Even there, there's a lot of variants in the pilots. They do, like, 55.5. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, and we have uh, quad T-70. Again, that can be either the black squadrons or the... Uh, the other ones, uh, doing 54.7, which is, I mean, decent. Uh, so, Not when you compare it to what we've just covered, though. No, no. Uh, mm. But, I mean, considering that the average is 50, then uh, yeah. 55 is normally useful. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a little bit more of a dive on 5A in, in the extended uh, format because I had a little bit more data to work with. But, I mean, in hyperspace, then the three most popular uh, uh, ships or pilots are A-Wings. So we're still in very much looking at resistance as A-Wing the faction. Mm -hmm. So that'll be CC, yeah. Greer, and Tally in that order. The best A-Wing on performance metrics are Ronith, the new I-2, with 62.6. Uh, the rest of the A-Wings are sort of in the mid to low 50s in their performance. Um, and I don't know if it's because Runneth is really that much better, but it's just that the very good 5A players figured out that adding Runneth was a really good idea. Yeah, I think that's just an anomaly rather than uh, No, actual... but he, just work, he works really well with 5A. 
Yeah. You can build a 5A list that has no generics, all named, if mm -hmm. you put Ronith in there. Um, so there's some variants. But mm. we'll get back to 5A, and they are almost the same in, in extended as they are in hyperspace. So, so we can take that in, in the extended coverage. Um, generic T70s generally doing quite well, uh, especially there's a list with free black squadrons and COLA. Uh, that really kicks ass. Um, I haven't the exact number here because it was sort of too low to say there was too few of them to say anything distinctive, but it, it does seem to be very well. In general, Kova, for the more sort of beefy resistance list, seems to be very, very good. Um, and if it weren't for the small sample size, then I think the best resistance list would probably be Jess, Kova, Cass, and Bastion. Um, That's interesting. And they sort of have performances up to like the late 60s, if I remember correctly. So the up, upper, the high high 60s. High high 60s, yeah. Oh. That's and that is that is very very good. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's actually also noticeable then, and I can spoil that a little bit that. For resistance, there's not that much difference between hyperspace and extended. It is mm. mostly, you know, whether you have fin there. Um, right. Because and then there are there are a few ray squads that have been doing well. Also, we'll come back to them, but uh, it's still sort of the same thing. You have a little bit more options on your beef. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. First order much the same as resistance in the way that you have very strong pieces but you have very few settled lists uh, the cheap generics so the the cheapest SF the cheapest FO strong Kylo is like super popular it's like half the f first order list have Kylo mm -hmm. uh, and both him and blackout score sort of around 57% which is also at least normally considered decent um, and then if you look at the new sort of Baron Interceptor or whatever that red thing is called, um, <laughs> it's also quite popular, um, but it doesn't quite live up to the hype. I mean, Von Reg is 48.5, Hollow is 51.5, so it seems that there's a lot of people trying to fly them, but there's not a lot of people seeing success with that chassis. I think that will change greatly. And in general, especially in, uh, in in this hyperspace in the early part of the wave, then you don't really see a lot of successful sort of ace lists. I mean, I remember when the Baron came out, we were saying, oh, okay, this is going to be, you know, like triple aces, the faction. Mm -hmm. But they actually see their success with their generics, um, which is interesting. Right. Uh, and when we start looking into first order in extended, it, it it sort of feels more like we are actually just looking into first order, not necessarily in extended, but just later in the wave, because all the squads almost are hyperspace legal. Um, there's, it's not surprise, it's not Upsilons that turn them around, and it ain't quick draw either. 
Yeah. So uh, then we can move on to Gisli's favorite faction. Unless you have more on First Order Aid. Oh, are we going to Republic now? No, no, no. Empire. <laughs> Did he turn? No. Okay, that so... That was just a jab, I think. So Empire... Uh, that is has... basically the only thing that I'm going to contribute to the whole episode is when I throw in these individual jabs. Just, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just at, yeah, just at Gisli, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I might think of something else, but he's a he's a easy target since he's not here. Absolutely, and <laughs> a good target. I applaud it. So, uh, Empire has absolutely never been less popular. It's like only ten percent of the lists in hyperspace that are Empire. They are completely off the wagon. Uh, there's not much to stand out. Uh, <laughs> You see some Vader, you see people trying Duchess, you see people trying Rack. They're sort of the three most popular uh, uh, pilots. Um, and Except for the Phantoms, right? If the Phantoms are not in hyperspace. They must be. What about the Phantoms? What about the Phantoms? The Phantoms are uh, cloaked, so you can't see them. Ah. Um, so if you look at Empire, then it's like... Yeah, I mean, Vader, Duchess, and Rack, they all go above 50%. Rack even reaches like 57%. And there's a lot of stuff, and you can probably I'll refer to the article about what upgrades to put on them and, and how each upgrade works. Um, so you can do something with, with this. but uh, and, and Duchess can actually work in, in hyperspace. He has not working at all extended, but there's not much to say about Empire. I mean, we know we know what Empire looks like, and it doesn't work that well right now in hyperspace. Mm -hmm. What What about the impact of the new pilots uh, for the decimators? Were they hyperspace legal? Uh, I haven't seen any data on the new whatever her name is on in in the Desi. Yeah. Yeah. She she's uh, legal, but you know. Yeah, the other new Empire pilots was Fifth Brother and Seventh Sister, and they are not legal. And uh, Vagabond on the Striker. Yeah, I haven't He's noticed legal. haven't noticed him pop up either. Mm -hmm. So we do see a lot of Striker because that is probably the most sort of efficient uh, Imperial chassis at the moment. The, the Striker generics, and. Uh, now, I haven't listed them as a list here, but we do see uh, Ruthless uh, beginning to see a lot of play, or at least see some play, and that really works. I mean, if you look at a list that has Ruthless, then it has an average performance of almost 61%. Ooh. So Striker Spam with Ruthless, sort of the Black Squadron Scout, I think they're called, the, the I-3s, with Ruthless, mm -hmm. Just shoot your buddies. It's fine. It'll hurt the other guy more. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Empire. I think it's thematic. I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see that um, uh, uh, faction talent begin to see to, to see use and, and people are sort of figuring it out because before it was like, no, nah, it doesn't feel good to use, right? Yeah, and... and the list that were popular had no business using it. Yeah. And I think 
frankly, another reason that Empire doesn't do well is the absence of afterburners. So even mm-hmm. though there are, they wouldn't, they would have a hard time choosing free aces. But yeah. even if they did, um, it probably wouldn't work for them that much because Vader is just, he's still good, but he's no longer great, right? Right. Uh, Duchess can also really get something out of afterburners. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if we move on to Republic, um, they also have around this 10% popularity. Uh, and the only really good result that we have out of them is uh, Christopher Bankson's top four in the UK SOS, which just underlines how impressive that was, I think. Right. Uh, people mostly seem to fly Jedi's with Obi Wan at 51% scoring. I mean, he's like two thirds of all squads. I don't think there's any faction that has a, a stable pilot that is all the way up there where Obi Wan is. Um, we see, as as we talked about, that this that that the R5 Astromech, so the hull regen droid, they seem to be really uh, functioning well with CLT Jedi. So they increase Obi's performance by 11 points. So Obi uh-huh. with an R5 is like a 62% performance all, all of a sudden. How can, what are you doing? What do you mean? It's I just like, put my phone down. Oh, I'm just from here. I just have uh, my phone. Is, yeah. is somebody, somebody doing dishes around you? No, I was scratching my head. Is that this sound? Oh. Okay. Very oh, cool. yeah. Hold on. Yeah, I have noise casting headphones. My life is hacking, so <laughs> I'm going I'm to put on phone. All right. Okay, now, it, now, now the background noise went away, at least. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we also see Plo, uh, 45.6% performance as the second most popular Jedi. And there's in general like not a lot of um, not a lot of Republic being played so therefore the results also uh, they feel a little bit of missing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, what else? Uh, Rick Lee uh, 48% isn't about half the lists. Um, mm-hmm. It seems to work. There's a lot of people starting to fly him with Daredevil, um, and and that seems to work quite well. He goes sort of to like 55, 56 percent with Daredevil on him, so mm-hmm. that seems good. And then finally, before we can rush on to extended, we have Rebels. So. Again, very few settled lists. This is being played a lot more, though. So mm-hmm. we have what I've called uh, Rebel Unknown Meat um, because it's not really beef. I'm not sure because beef usually involves a certain level of quality in the meat, right? Um, but sort of four beefy-ish ships. Um, we see like scoring just under average at 49%-ish, uh, Braylon being the most popular one, and then the rest is usually made of, of some combination of 10, Jake, Luke, and Dutch. 
Um, so yeah, Rip Rebel Beef. I mean, this is the third time, the third wave in a row where Rebels are at the very bottom. Right. Performance-wise, so yeah, I don't know what they should do. I mean, they can't just release things, but yeah, I guess minor point it's, drops are in order. Sure. I mean, it's it's been a downward spiral since they uh, nerfed Braylon, Cashin, and Leia all in the same bat. Yeah. And I actually don't think Rebel has gotten worse every uh, every point change, but they I think more and more people has just moved away from Rebels, more and more of the, the sort of competitive players, mm-hmm. especially in hyperspace now where you don't have a, a, the U-Wings. All right. So we also see 5X. That was something we talked, that was sort of the headline almost of the point upgrade, right? That, oh no, 5X wings, it's going to, Game break the game, or at least some people <laughs> yeah, said yeah. And 5x, which was played quite a lot, um, scores 51.6%. So just above average. Uh, Better than I would though. expect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we see a lot of Luke. Uh, he also is just above average. Uh, seems like hall upgrade is a good idea on Luke. Um, hmm. Makes sense. Ten and Braylon are a little bit below average. Uh, the new Bra- the new B-wing foils work great on ten. Uh, as to the FCS, where Braylon is better if you don't try to upgrade her too much. Oh, sorry, him actually. Is Gina uh, him? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see any data for Gina because this is the early part of the hyperspace. Actually, uh, I can see that. A, a lot in a lot of the tournaments, the uh, uh, Aces pack were not legal. Remember, they were delayed, and so there was a lot of right. these tournaments where they were not legal. Mm-hmm. And we have Lando, um, also like in the, one in four of Rebel lists have Lando, uh, which surprised me a little bit. That is quite a lot for for a ship that is that expensive. Um, and I think Luke, Thane, and Lando shows a lot of promise, but there's not a lot of them, but the ones they that are there are almost 67% in performance. Wow. So, I mean, that works. Mm-hmm. And if you think a little bit about it, you might actually also find another Falcon that you can fly alongside Luke, Thane, and Luke and Thane. And I think you can get some results. Um, yeah, Red Squadron Retron is the single best Rebel pilot, uh, slightly better than Luke. I think it's like 53% or something. Uh, let me see. Uh, I have it here. 53.3. That's the best single pilot in Rebels. Who? The Red Squadron Retrons. Ah, 53%. Uh, 53. So mm. that's your best piece, right? And. Meanwhile, you can look at, you know, um, let's see. The worst piece that I've listed for CIS is uh, 066, and he scores 62.5. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think we're going to get see some changes in the points. Yeah. 
So uh, I actually I have it in the article. I didn't put it in the show notes, but I'll just read it out very quickly. Uh, in the article, I have like a top list of lists that I mentioned in the article and a top list of pilots. So the top five lists in hyperspace are uh, Duncan Droids, almost 75%, Boba Koshka, who's 70.3, uh, DPS-32C and Seven Vultures, which is 69.8, O-66 plus Seven Vultures, which is 65.8, and Boba Fenn, which is 62.7. That's the top five list. So two scum and freezes. Yeah. And the top five pilots, well, four of them are Sis, so that's the Vulture, the Hyena, Count Dooku, mm -hmm. and DBS-32C. And then the the last sort of non-Sis on the fifth place of the pilot list is the Carcel Spacer. <laughs> yeah. At 64.4, and then, and then comes Baba, despite being, you know, ridiculously popular. Yeah, that's, so, yeah, exactly. That usually smooths out the <laughs> the spike, but it doesn't with him. Yeah, because he's yeah, exactly because he's so he's so good. Yeah. Uh, let me see because he is. I think he's the most popular. Let me see. I might have a note on that. Uh, yeah. No, I don't actually. Yeah, here. Uh, fifty-eight point five percent of scum lists have Boba in them. Yeah, almost, almost two thirds. Yeah, uh, uh, no, no, almost, almost, yeah, almost sixty percent, right? So somewhere mm -hmm. in between half and two thirds. And we are here talking about a ship that is like, on average, just over a hundred points. So it yeah. tells a lot about the kind of squads you see out there. Yeah. Okay. But. Even though, uh, even though the average is what around four four ships per list, right, in hyperspace. Yeah, but I actually there's I think there's a lot of people who try to to fly Bob up without um, or with Office more than stuff. one wingmate. Huh. Um, but yeah, because I mean, like, um, if if uh, scum is like a quarter of the total meta. But two ship lists only make up uh, 10% or slightly less than 10% of the full meta. Yeah, right. And I think most of them are probably scum. I don't think there's a lot of two ship lists outside scum, but mm -hmm. and outside Baba plus plus one. But a lot of people through Baba. There also you have Baba Fen Nomlom, where you go a little lighter on the upgrades, or yeah, all kinds of things. Okay, let's get into extended. And here there's a little bit more details because there were uh, a little bit more data. Um, so I will try to sort of balance the interesting stuff with also not letting this take three hours. Um, extended, as I mentioned, was mostly played in sort of the second half of the wave. A big chunk of the data come from the four space jams. But there right. are also yeah. some other things like uh, the Sith takers did a few things uh, and so on and so forth. Um, bits in extended dropped uh, a bit uh, as well. And this was mostly driven by the I6 lists being less popular. 
So even right. in extended where you have all the I6, then people are actually flying less F I6, and when they fly them, they fly them with less of a bit in general. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Though there's still a lot of bidding. I mean, you still need to go like nine or ten points in to get um, um, to get like a, a 95% chance of moving last with an I6. And this is despite the Boba Fett bid excelling outside. Uh, yeah, that is, it is, yeah, it is despite that. Uh, but uh, the Boba really only bits really deep in uh, in Boba Fen, and Boba Fen is not that popular in. Um, I I don't I don't even think I want to say in extended. I want to more say that in the time period, it was more like in the beginning of the wave there was a lot of Boba Fen, and then it turned into Boba and other things. They're still right. there, but there are fewer of them. Um, on yeah, on average, the list sizes in extended are stable. Uh, a little bit less free and four ship lists, a little bit more of all the other sizes. Um, when you look at what is flown, then again, scum super popular, Empire. Quite popular and extended is like 20%, which is where Empire is usually is, or around there. Rebel right. again, third most popular. And Sis is last, but they have really gained. I mean, I think last time I did this, when I looked and extended, then about 5% of the list were Sis. Now we're up to 8. <laughs> or 8.5. So uh, they are good and they are growing. Scary. Um, performance in general, I mean, we see very much of the same thing. So, uh, Separatist at number one, Scum at number two, they are much closer to each other, um, and they are much closer to the rest of the field in general. Uh, I was actually surprised when I looked at the numbers because Extended seems to be much more balanced. Uh, so, the average for a Separatist list at the top, and I'm going to spoil it a little bit, Rebel at the bottom. <laughs> the, the gap there is only 10 percentage points. And huh. that's not that crazy. Um, so no, you can no, see... No, no, no. Or am I wrong? I mean, now, I, now I have, I'm double-checking myself here. Yeah, a separatist as a faction only does like just under 56%, and uh, rebels does nearly 46%. So it's like 10.2 percentage points in the performance. With separatist and scum sort of being clearly better, and republic and, and rebels being clearly worse, they are also very close to each other, and then sort of empire resistance and first order, sort of hanging around the center point. Um, so yeah, empire is third, followed by resistance, first order, republic, and rebels. So if you notice, then the order of the factions is almost exactly the same. The only real, uh, the only real difference is that empire just moved up two slots, but everything else kept their position. Mm. Empire's fifth in hyperspace, they're third in extended, and that's the only change. 
Okay. Uh, some of the faction that doesn't change a lot, we will go over quickly. So, like for instance, the separatists. You see, again, you see the Duncan droids. Now they don't do 74. Now they do 68. Right. Uh, so they're like six percent lower than hyperspace. You also see something you can't do in hyperspace, which is the Seer Swarm. Uh, 69.3, so better. Mm -hmm. They're alive and well. I mean, this is the best CIS list. But yeah. it's actually not the best list. But I'll get back to that. But otherwise, it is very much like hyperspace, except uh, you now have Belbo Labs there. Seer works. Great. 63.6. Grievous doesn't. 49.5. And then, and I think some people might even cheer on this, is that Nantex, they're not being played a lot. They're in only 10% of the lists. And when they're there, they're bad. Like, Chertek has an average score of 32.6. Yes! So, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I, I, that's, I think it's a scary statistic. It means that, you know, there's, there's room for, for improvement. No, the, the, the scary thing is that what if FFG sees this and decides to drop the price? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or, or um, take off some of the limitations that they put in. Yeah. Uh, the, the generic I4 uh, does slightly better, um, but it's still below average. It's like 48 point something. So well, I'm not sure what did this, whether they just lost popularity or whether they are perceived as bad and the really good players don't play them, or whether the changes to tractor beam and the the allowance to rotate uh, just killed them off. Yeah, I guess that was going to be my question. I wonder if it is the points in fact, or if it is more the, the, the rules change to tractor. Yeah. Uh, my, my thoughts are, is, that, is that it's the latter. There are, there, I don't know. I mean, it is a not much played faction, and now they are. Uh, they are, you know, only if only 10% of a not much played faction becomes Nantexes, then there's really not a lot to look at. Um, so, and I didn't write it in the show notes, but also mentioned in the article is that you can also, instead of running Seer, uh, then you can run the Fetan autopilot, so you have them all on I1. And then you might put some bombers in there, and that actually scores quite well again. Like sixty point three, and that's a don't, don't don't give them any ideas. Yeah, yeah. They, and tend, then to they tend to listen to us. We've seen that multiple times. I mean, for me, it just proves that Sia was not the problem, and I don't think that the the performance differential between Sia and the Feethan is that great. Uh, as the points indicate, so it's just a matter of people optimizing the Feethan Swarm, then that would be horrible, because then you can have you can have TA-175 and also have you know, bombers with uh, with munitions and stuff. So, mm -hmm. that, would be, that would be rough. And then I have to make an honorable mention to um, six hyenas with prox mines. Um, there's only five of these lists, but the average is over 80. So I, I haven't actually, and that that for me is too too few, 
to to include. Uh, so they are not on the the, the best lists later. But uh, that is a horrific list. I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I think perhaps it's one of those lists that if once you've faced it a few times, then you know how to deal with it. I don't think it can ever break the meta. But what do I know? Um, yeah. But uh, that's CIS. Uh, they are more fair, or alternatively, than the rise in, in the number of players who place them have just brought down the averages. I don't know. Uh, I would say that if you look at it sort of from the outside, then you don't see separatists winning a lot of things. They you uh, in in extended. They do finish strong. Uh, I mean, mm. they they play strong on average. Right. But it seems like the ceiling is not high enough um, to actually win. Um, and I think that is something that I'm going to start focusing more on when I do meta analysis. I have a few of them here, like uh, especially for the A-wing spams and the SS spam lists. I've done some analysis on, on uh, standard deviation. So, so I'll get back to that. So if we go into scum, uh, mm -hmm. then Baba can now be with more things I wrote because I was under the mistaken impression that Dengar was not hyperspace legal. But right. uh, so in, in extended, you can see him with Koshka. That's like 63.9. You can see him with Fen. It's 61.3. You can see him with Emon. That's like 50%. And then mm -hmm. you can see him with Dengar at 74.9% which is the best list in Extended right now. For that's huge in Extended. That, yeah, that, that's ridiculous. I mean, last time we saw numbers up there were Rebel Beef and Quad Phantom. They were in that realm. Yeah. I think uh, there were some variants of, of Rebel Beef that were very widely played that saw 77, but 74.9 is crazy. Uh, why, why is Tengar not uh, an act in hyperspace. I don't think he was discovered yet. Ah, uh, yeah, and and there's relatively no but data what about on the whole, hyperspace uh, the lately. That, uh, that, um, who was uh... Yeah, I guess either that or some of his upgrades that he needs to work are not uh, hyperspace legal. Because like legal. Uh, oh, okay. you have like lead. Uh, the lead crew is not hyperspace legal. Mm. Um, what else does he have? Yes, Han Gunner usually also. That's not hyperspace legal. Right, right. So perhaps that is part of the the reason that he never really got it working. Um, I will say, you know, that Dengar has um, sort of like a few configurations, and we also saw that in the space jams. Where you can either fly him with the tidal and uh, and some specific things, or you can fly him without the tidal but with torpedoes. Both have hand gunner, both hit really hard, but they are sort of different. They are about the same points. So that was some of the differences between how Eno flew in the first hyperspace where he got top four, no top eight, mm -hmm. and then. And he and he then got top four with the same build in the second Space Jam, but Timo won it with the Dengar that had the torpedoes. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
But what is also interesting about, we talked about it, I talked about it before with these uh, Huyena bomber with Proxmines spam. Uh, I think that there's an element to some list that's like a surprise factor, like, oh, how does this thing work? When you face it, then you lose. And it <laughs> seems like uh, that Baba Dengar had some of that. So, I mean, the first time it was seen in Space Jam 1, it got top 8. The second time, it got a top 4 and a winning. But the third time, then you actually had six people bringing it, and none of them made cut. They all got to sort of around 4-2. The fourth time, you have three people bringing it, and again, nobody made cut. In fact, one of those last two, we had Timo bring it again, and he went like 0-2 drop. Uh, if I remember correctly, this is from memory. Mm -hmm. uh, so, it is one of those lists, perhaps, that when you know what it does and how it wants to do it, then you are you have a better success rate playing against it. However, I should say that with all that being said, then even if I only average those, um, if I sort of exclude these two first space jams where it was really dominant, then the only thing it does to the average is that it drops from the almost 75% to about 68%, which is still really high. Still really good. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, other scum lists, and here they come, and these are, would also have worked in hyperspace, so this is one of the sort of late discovery things. So Four spaces and two sellers recruits, 70%. Five cuts in nine entries. Oh. Uh, four of those cuts being Akta Khan, who oh. got like three top four and one top 16 in the four space jams. And, and that list is just the third best list in the game right now. So we have Denga Baba on top. Uh, we have the uh, these four uh, M3As and mm -hmm. uh, bup, 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 bup. and I think the CS Swarm is uh, is number two. Maybe, maybe we'll come to number two. I am scrolling on my scroll wheel. No, we haven't gotten to number two yet. That is one of the other factions. So, all right. Um, yeah. So that is what is else to say about scum. You again, you have quad fangs, sixty-five point six. I don't know what happens here. Uh, I'm personally super surprised to see uh, four fangs being this effective, and it's the four skulls that is uh, that is dominating here, both in representation and performance. Uh, so they extended. Yeah, so they're better in extended than in hyperspace. Yeah. Even though, yeah, strange. I don't know. Um, perhaps they're just uh, really good against the other things that are good. Mm -hmm. Like, I, we know that quad fangs can deal with droids quite well. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would think they have a shot against the Bobas as well. You know what else does really well against, against that? Quad Phantoms. 
Yeah, true. Uh, I mean, they would if only you know somebody would let Gisli have all his toys. Hmm. Not just saying. Not just saying. Yeah. Then we still have the classic uh, Tokel Swarm, sort of doing fifty-eight percent ish, decent uh, and workable. Um, if we look at Dengar just as a pilot, then despite him doing this seventy-four point nine percent along with Boba, then. As an average, as a pilot, he only scores 56. Uh, that is because people try him with all kinds of other things. Mm-hmm. Like Dengar Guri or Dengar Fen. And that doesn't really work that well. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Guri, then she's 57.5. <laughs> which is not what we usually see with Guri, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do see when I looked a little bit into uh, the different configurations that she was being run with that uh, fatter gurus have much more success than light gurus. Right. Like you need to invest a lot and thereby yeah. also risk a lot to have success mm-hmm. with guri. Yeah, and also guri you know, extended can uh, you know face uh, all of the i6s, which she doesn't really do well against. Yeah, it's not that great. It's not that problematic to move. Yeah, I don't know because they still don't know where she's gonna be. But I mean, they can of course sometimes adjust and uh, and hit her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you beat Guri, it's with an i6, or or a better bid. Else you yeah. can catch her. Or or because the Guri player is bad. Oh, that too. <laughs> Which is what's going to happen if I fly Guri, for instance. I'm bad at Guri. Guri is also super, super uh, fragile. And variants can can easily get her. Yeah. Uh, If if she's Uh, light, sure. But mm -hmm. if she's got all the trimmings, she's like, uh, what, four four Holland, three shields or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With three three agility. So mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean it should be said that when she scores forty seven point five only, then a, like half the times you see her is in a two ship build with either Dengar or Fen. Mm-hmm. For some reason there's not been a lot of Bobaguri. Which I mean that is a good old archetype, but perhaps uh, she's too expensive, actually, for that. No, she yeah, probably. I, I, I played, I played it, it can work. No, no, but yeah. it, it can work. But uh, when the boba in the normal boba guri list is much slimmer than the big fat you see in yeah. the in the two build bobas now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but otherwise, I mean, if you look into her, then you know she obviously almost has always has advanced sensors. Um, Outmaneuver, Rurako, very common, very effective. Shield upgrade works great on her. Afterburners mm-hmm. work great on her. Uh, Lone Wolf has seen some success on her. Um, and in general, the more you put on her, the better she becomes. I mean, she's she's really good at that. Um, okay, but the most surprising, shocking, and appalling fact that I have about Scum in Extended is the cartel spacer <laughs> because the cartel spacer is by far and away the best ship in the game right now 
71.6 as a pilot. That is naked. No, that's not naked. Mm -hmm. That is average, right? So yeah. if you if you only look at the caudal spacers that have auto blasters, which is a, quite a lot of them, like a third, I think, or slightly less than a third, then you can yeah. add, then you take that up to an even 90. Is that really true? Yes, that's true. No. What is it? 88.5, oh, right? 88.5, yeah. Uh, I must say, you know, a lot of that is the, the Akta and Nicholas effect. I don't think Akta flew them with auto blasters, but he's part of bringing the Shashi up. And, and uh, Nicholas flew them with, uh, with auto blasters. Uh, right. So. But 88.5%. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's just dumb, right? Yeah. Um, let's see, do I have more of them here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Auto blasters, yeah, plus 16. Iron cannon. Iron cannon and tractor beams are slightly worse. And there are a few attempts of flying them naked, and as a general rule, that doesn't really work out. Mm -hmm. you, need to, you need to use that ordnance slot, at least according to the data. I know that there are a few lists out there that have success with naked six, but then they, they need to be built for that then. Okay, so that's scum. So right. if we move into the sort of middle area, so that's Empire Resistance and First Order. Then in Empire, we see the, the Olipochnel laces mm -hmm. doing 61.8, which is high. Uh, we see, I have one Sloan list here. I mean, you might remember that there's another one, but that one didn't have significant numbers. So this one is the one where you have the generic Reaver. You have two yeah. uh, I-1 interceptors and four I-1 TIE fighters. So essentially seven I-1 ships. And the only upgrade card you have on them is Admiral Sloan. <laughs> and that is 62.9%. That's the best Imperial list out there. That's... Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. Best Empire list is a swarm, and it's not the star standard swarm you see with Empire. No. Um, it's another way of getting rerolls. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't actually look how many there were, but they didn't come up. So there's this rack plus four, this fat, fat, fat rack, and uh -huh. four academies. Uh, yeah. which have done very well in in, uh, in the Space Jams, but we haven't seen it much where else. But but it did very well. And then we have good old Vader, Duchess, and Suntir at 41.1. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And this is extended where Vader gets his toys and everything, but right. it doesn't seem to work, right? There are not a lot of sort of pilots that really stand out in Empire. Um... Uh, in the article, there's a lot of... I, I do go through them and sort of say, okay, but on Vader, then these upgrades work well. And on Suntir, then this is fine, and so on. Um, and there's not a lot sort of to note. I mean, Whisper is the best of them. It's somewhat unsurprising. Grand Inquisitor is also really good. Vader is fine, but he's probably being dragged down by being overplayed. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, fifth brother is not that good. 
uh, Duchess is horrible. Um, we do have uh, we do have Jenden. Um, he's at like fifty one point eight, uh, but um, and we are sort of getting into the what I call the small sample size territory where there's not a lot of lists, but there were a few that have been running Hatchet Man, so Vader, Vinder, and Jenden. And yeah, there were not a lot of them, but they scored like sixty point seven percent. So that's quite good. That's pretty good. And and you also see a, a few builds where you have Jenden and then uh, three Inquisitors, either all named or some generics, or you have two Inquisitor types and Suntir. Uh, the good old sort of Jenden, Jenden and Inquisitors, possibly with Suntir, and. Mm-hmm. That also still works, uh, though there's not a lot of people playing it. Yeah, so so that's sort of Empire. Uh, I mean, I personally really like that that Sloan is now finally beginning to to see play, and this is the sort of Sloan list that will probably work. Right. And I think Sloan is a good match for the Empire because they don't have a lot of sources for rerolls, unlike some of the other factions. I mean, they a lot of them don't even have the block action. So getting that reroll yeah. from Sloan on top of a focus really mm-hmm. makes that uh, fire efficiency so much higher. Right. Okay, yeah. so in fourth place... Um, uh, we have uh, resistance. So uh, here we see, you know, uh, we have a list with Ray, Tally, and Cece doing fifty-four point seven percent. Okay. Um, which is decent. I mean, we've actually seen some, beginning to see some Ray lists that work and that makes cut. Uh, but overall, I don't have enough on Ray to sort of do pilot stats on her. Um, there's also some examples where you do Ray, uh, Kova, and CC. And that really works, uh, even to a higher degree. So that will probably be in the 60s, I would think. Okay. Uh, and we've seen that make, I think, top four in one of the Space Jams, if I remember correctly. Uh, I'm not really sure. We talked about it before, I think. And then you have five A-Wings. And this is one of those uh, little lessons in that statistics can really be uh, deceptive. So right. we have five A-Wings. Um, yeah. 48.7. Right, so, so we from that we say okay, this is like a bad list. It's not really though. So uh, no. there's a lot of deviation in that results. So there were 19 examples of uh, five A wing lists, various five A wing lists, but mm-hmm. five of the 19 made cut. So that's like a 20% yeah. so cut rate, there... which is insane, right? But you also had like all over the place. Yeah, you also had five that had zero one win. So this is sort of where you get into the territory where you say, okay, they have a very high ceiling and a very low floor. 
from a performance angle. It's a player's list, I think. Yeah. Uh, our good friend Gisli would call them. Uh, and I mm-hmm. think he had have actually without uh, you know uh, rubbing on him too much. Um, but make note of this because we will come back to another list where it is the other way around, where the variance is very low. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so five mm-hmm. A wings. I mean, they can they can on a good day with the right player that really plays his ass off, they can probably go all the way. But if you don't know what you're doing, then you yeah, can go to, a, then go to a six-round tournament and have no wins. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, then. All right. In, in extended, we also have Finn. Uh, and he's performing quite well, 56.9. Uh, heroic perceptive co-pilot, obviously great on him. Actually, when I look at the data, then there's a lot of people who've been flying him with optics. Um, let's say he's sort of the inevitable build or whatever it has been called Finevitable uh, or something where you also where you have both heroic perceptive co-pilot and optics and that almost guarantees you that when he shoots he does free hits but when you look at the statistics then optics specifically optics just doesn't give the benefits that it probably could I don't know if it's because it becomes too expensive or because so mm-hmm. many it, it, that particular version of Finn has been netlisted a lot by people who otherwise did build a great squad around him or whatever. But as long as I only have heroic and perceptive copilot in there, then I can see that okay, these are adding to the to the results averagely. But as long as I when as soon as I look at all three together, then his percentages just drop. So. Another really great resistance piece is uh, Kova. Uh, and Kova mm-hmm. actually has in the data a 100% chance to have Leia crew on her. So, <laughs> I mean, that is a staple if there ever was one. And wow. It, okay. Yeah. All right. Of course, it's because uh, her, uh, her pilot ability synergizes so well. If you then add heroic right. and R4, then you can get additional 2.4 out of her. So now she's sort of in the top, the high 50s in performance, which is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then finally for resistance, I looked at the heroic upgrade. So it scores like a measly 50.1, uh, which I still think is higher than the faction average. So it's probably a good idea to use heroic. Uh, and it is actually so popular that it is the second most popular upgrade card in the game, only surpassed by Crackshot. If if you if you define popularity as how many times have somebody brought it, right? Right. Uh, I looked a little bit into saying how the performance of heroic changed depending on what chassis you put it on, and statistically, mm-hmm. it doesn't really work that well on A wings. And it works a little bit on T70s, but if you put it on Finn or you put it on Kova, it's just pure gold. Yeah. So that drags up the average. I mean, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's diluted, of course, because uh, I mean, we were looking at the five airing results. They were super, super, super all over the place. 
So, yeah, true. And I mean, uh, you, do, you do, of course, see that when 5 A-Wing is below 50%, then that then heroic on A-Wings will probably also be below 50%. So, yeah. Yeah. True. But that might just be it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so... And it is it is low. I mean, I do have the in in the actual article. You can see the sort of actual numbers on, you know, like on the RC two A wings, it scores forty eight point seven, which is almost actually it is exactly the same score as five A wings. So, so that's probably a good good point. Um, on T seventies, it is like just over fifty percent, but. Yeah, on the transport and the transport parts, especially those to Kova and Finn, which makes up most of these yeah. numbers, then uh, it makes a lot of sense. Right. Okay. First order. So, five set of squadrons, 71%. This is the That's best. That's phenomenal. So you have the five stellar squadrons, the lowest SF, you pop passive sensors on them, and then homing missiles. That's <laughs> how it works, right? Yeah. But what is Sounds interesting... Like something I was talking about a few months back. Yeah, but what is super interesting about this list is that this has a very low mm. variance or standard deviation. So... Okay. You remember the, the, the five A's that had been played 19 times but made five cuts? This thing has been played seven times, uh-huh. but it only made one cut. But on the other hand... Oh, then and they, it, but they're all, all right there. They are right there. This is like the four and two squad. Where, I mean, if you just want to go four and two and you're happy with that, then bringing this yeah. is, it, it is... I wouldn't say it's a guarantee because it isn't in the real world, right? But... If you can fly this just decently, you don't need to, to be able to do a lot, probably, in order to get to 4 and 2. Mm-hmm. But if you were to take it all the way, then you need to be either very matchup lucky or be extremely skilled. And it's hard to... So the, the floor is high, but the ceiling is low, right? Right, right. And I, I think maybe it's maybe so it's funny. it's got a natural enemy that preys on it. It's probably got something to do with I don't know. I don't know, like boba, aces, really, really maneuverable aces, or like you said, boba. I actually or think maybe just need to put it in the hands of a really good top-notch player. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. Yeah. the thing here is that I actually think this is devastating to me in an ace squad uh, because. Uh, the the best loadout on them is passive sensors yeah. and homing missiles. And remember that they're, they're yeah. SFs, so they can turn their arc and fire missiles out the rear, and they can choose to do this in yeah. the engagement phase. So, right. I mean, there's so no way, there's no way that you, no, but as an ace, you can't dodge all five arcs. And if you take yeah, one damage exactly. every now and then, then I mean, at least if you're like a Suntier kind of ace, then that gets tiresome yeah. really quickly. And you still need to do six damage for, to, to them to kill them. So 
that is at least two shots on each, right? And there's five right. of them. <laughs> yeah, so, tough to chew through. So I don't think I think they have a good matchup against Aces, but I think they might be they would be totally outgunned by beef. I would just look at them and say, you want to shoot homing missiles on me? Okay, I'll take a damage. It's fine. Sure. Yeah. They, they, so, <laughs> they have point A, B wing with uh, whole round shooting. <laughs> yeah, all of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the other first order list that we do see some of and extended is it's not really A list. It's more like an archetype. So free silencers. Uh, and if you put mm -hmm. all those together in a ball, then you get to 62.9, which is still very good. Remember yeah. that the numbers are usually lesser in, in extended, things are closer. So, uh, and these three, I can say you always saw blackout, that's what I could conclude. And then you, you mm -hmm. saw Kylo in quite a few of them, and then either one or two of the generics. So if you didn't have Kylo, then you could have like the two better generics, and you could perhaps afford some upgrades. Where if you had Kylo and Blackout there, then you're probably very light on the upgrade fronts. And, and the upgrades are typically like I don't know optics, right? Very common. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, looking at pilots, then the best two pilots in the first order is like. Uh, uh, like we saw in hyperspace, the cheapest SF and the cheapest FO. Uh, the cheapest SF, just on average, is 59.7. The cheapest FO is 67%. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. And I mean, it probably has something to do with, uh, with the fact that you actually saw in extended, you saw five times. Uh, which is just below my sort of cutoff for including them as lists. You saw the Focho, the eight Epsilon Squadron Cadets. And they yeah. score 70.8 on average. So it is almost as good as the five setters. Um, yeah. And probably with the same thing with a very high floor, but a ceiling is not all the way up there. So I do see in these generics, uh, I looked a bit into it, and there's a lot of people who put fanatical, put optics on them, and it just doesn't it doesn't seem to be worth the points. Obviously there are lists, right. you know, combinations where it is worth the points because it I'm not saying that optics doesn't make them better. It does. But mm -hmm. if you instead of yeah. optics could use these points for other things, then it's probably not worth it. Yeah. yeah. And again, you have Von Reg and Hollow. They are popular, but they don't really deliver the goods. Uh, noticeable is, however, that flying Daredevil on Von Reg pushes him sort of a little bit above average. Um, so he goes to, like, let me see. Uh -huh -huh -huh. So he's like 44% naked, and then he is like 55 with uh, with Daredevil. But it should only be Daredevil. That's pretty good. Yeah, it should only yeah, be Daredevil. Yeah. They need to be. That's flying. the only way to fly. Yeah, you don't you don't pack mm -hmm. these uh, these Baron ties too too much up. They won't work. No. Yeah. And then we have Republic. Um, 
I must admit I had expected at the when I saw the points change that Republic would probably still be okay in extended. But they are down here at sixth place. Um almost as bad off as they are in, in hyperspace. They do have like if you, you can still fly Obi Plo and Rick and you can still have regen on these two seven yeah. B Ether sprites and still have sense on, on, on Obi. So what the points change really cost is the uh, the regen droid and and possibly the crack shot on on Rick, that or or the predator on Rick that was usually the the configuration, but this sort of mm-hmm. famous list is uh, is still sixty point seven percent. That's quite good. Um, That's pretty good. Unfortunately, the rest of the faction. That's pretty good for a list that. Yeah. For something that just like. Got nerfed, and you know, yeah, yeah. So it's still it's still doable. Um, you see a lot of attempts on doing sort of triple Jedi lists, either free CLT or one seven B and two CLT. Doesn't really work. I'm not gonna go into them too much. The performance of these lists are like in the thirties percentiles. Ouch! Which is like really bad. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you have a variant with uh, Jedi's and free arcs. Uh, 54.2. I put them all together. They are there's quite a lot of different moving parts underneath. So usually it's either OB or Mace. Um, mm-hmm. And so and and either you go like it's a 7B Jedi, but now I only have like three of the cheapest generics. But there are also some who goes like it's. I'll just take a CLT Jedi, but now I can either upgrade the 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 arcs to the more expensive generics and put dedicated on them, or I can keep them as the 104th, but put shield upgrades on all the free arcs. And there are these two distinct, yeah. and uh, both variants have performance that are sort of all over the place. I couldn't, there's a lot of these cases where if I look at an archetype and I sort by performance, and I can see like a clear pattern that this version of the list is much better than that version. None of that here. It was all over the place. All right. And then I don't know if Hokan is still here, but uh, this is a chance to uh, no. uh, to stick it to Gisli. Oh, he left. Okay. Huh. He left. Anyway, our good friend uh, C110P, also known as Republic Chopper, it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work. It just, the performance is just not there. Um, uh, let me see. Do I have some details on him? No, I just noticed that, like on Plo, it reduces his performance by 11 points if you put him on him. Obi Wan <laughs> a little bit. Mm, yeah, doesn't really seem all that worth it. So, yeah. Um, Does that? I think that probably has something to do with the ship count. In the meta, higher ship count. This one, you know, uh, it's designed to mess up the few ship lists, right? Oh, chopper. Yeah. Yes, you're saying if you have a high ship count, then diving into the middle of the enemy list to jam somebody uh, leaves you too exposed for it to be worth it. Especially if you if it's an ether sprite you're putting in there. Yeah. That could that could be it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
because he does seem like Chopper seems like a sort of like a big risk, big reward kind of move. Um, right, it is. And then against certain lists, the risk is not that big, and against other lists, the reward is not that big. Because I mean, if I jam right. like one of your M3As, <laughs> but five other of them are gonna shoot at me, <laughs> then <laughs> it doesn't seem worth it. Really, you're gonna have a bad time. Mm. Right. Yeah. And lastly, the mm-hmm. heroic rebels for the third consecutive wave at the bottom. So here we have, you know, again, yeah. rebel beef uh, and some combination, usually of Braylon, Ten, Jake, Abel, Wedge, Thane, sometimes a U wing, even sometimes four U wings. No clear pattern, performances all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. It probably also had a lot to do with, with player skill of whoever flies them. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, Daniel Taylor's uh, finalist list with Wedge, Braylon, Jake, Blount, and Abandoned. A lot of crack shots spread around. One cut out of eight attempts, 53.3%. So I think it's still solid. Um, sure. Yeah. And then there's been some attempt with E-Wings. And this is the scary bit. That this is actually Which... the best, the best list that I could find in Rebels. So X. <laughs> so basically, you take either Luke or Wedge, more <laughs> commonly Luke, but but Wedge is also midnight, yeah. and then you add two Rogue Squadron escorts. Yeah. And then again, the various configurations are a little bit all over the place. Like sometimes the Proton Torp is on the X-wing, the sort of X-wing ace, uh-huh. but other times you have Proton Torps on both mm-hmm. the E-wings. Uh, but seven attempts, two times in cut. That's decent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's That's hard to good. really be conclusive about because it's only seven attempts, right? It's only right. seven entries. But yeah, yeah. Um, and usually, if you, put, if you put the protons on the um, on the X, then you might feel okay. Now the list is weaker because now I only have one set of protons. But you save a lot of points, which allows you to put to do stuff like put FCS on the E-wings, uh, which is a really good upgrade oh, yeah. for an E-wing uh, because they can take the target right. locks early, and then they are sort of lightly doubled modded on the initial engage. And I mean, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. makes sense. I think it's fine. So out of all the things in Rebel. All the things that previously worked in Rebels, nothing yeah. does. Because you got a new entry at the highest spot at 55.9%, like slightly over average and really not that conclusive. So Rebels yeah. just suck. They do, they do. I wonder if what does Rebel right. have that is actually above average? I'm looking over down the list here, uh, they probably have some. But of the of the ones I mentioned, then they they have like the 27th best pilot being Ten Num, who is at 50% <laughs> straight. Then you have Wedge okay. at 49. <laughs> and... That's the best pilot. 
Wow. Wedge at 49, Jake at 44, <laughs> Braylon at 46.7, Luke at 40.6. Um, wow. But I mean, 10, it's, um, it's also weird, these numbers, because in hyperspace, we saw that 10 with the... Uh, with a few upgrades, like particularly the, the S-foils, uh, mm-hmm. really performed well, but, but in the extended data, it doesn't really seem to do a whole lot for him. Like, even though a lot of people equipped it right. then, because this is later in the wave. So there's a lot of people who thought mm-hmm. that, oh, 10 with, uh, with, with S-foils is just, it's going to be great. Uh, but... Uh, it, it actually is great. I think it is great, but I'm, I think I'm, a lot I'm, of people have a tendency to to say, "Oh, but it's because that I want to reach for the uh, for the double uh, the double shot. I want the bonus attack." And then they start putting all sorts sure. of cannons and stuff on him. But uh, if you take ten and you just put the stabilized asphalt and crack shot on him, then he's fifty six. Mm-hmm. If you do just that, but there's a lot of sort of like right. you. You just make him too fat, and I think for ten. Ah, uh, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I've tried. I tried the the chip, triple B wings, Gina, Braylon, Tenum, a few times. Yeah, and there's actually something there, and I build them like really thick, all of them. They all have like selfless fire control system, the S foils. Uh, Braylon doesn't have the fire control; doesn't need it. But Braylon has uh, proton torpedoes as well, and they all have iron cannons. So that's yeah. like three beings double, double tapping. Braylon got a punch in the nose as the first shot with the torpedo. I mean, this they're they're not bad. I mean, yeah. following up with cannons, I've played like. Five, five, five games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's really good firepower. Yeah, I think uh, I still think logically that ten should be the one that has most benefit out of the the foils, and also the one that is most likely that you most likely yeah. want to try to push for getting two attacks, because it increases the chance that you'll you'll get to clear his stress. Right. Even if the yeah, other yeah. attack is completely uh, meaningless, then if I just roll an eyeball that I can modify and I didn't on the first attack, then by all means, right? Mm-hmm. Let me spend that sweet stress. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And him with Gina, Gina tossing over the extra stress to Tenum, and he's double tapping and probably taking a shot. So he, no, <laughs> so he uh, ends up being stressless the next turn as well. Yeah. We have Braden. Because it's on it's... defense as well. Yeah, but I guess Braylon is much more dependent on having either Leia or Cassian, or preferably both in the list. Um, yeah, that's why I have proton torpedoes on him because I'm flying to really just skirt the range three barrier. Yeah. Because, yeah, because so he, he's, he's he, not he can't really knife turn, turn around. No, no, no. The other two are knife fighting because they should, in theory end up with no stress after the round. Yeah, if everything goes as planned, then 10 takes both the right. stresses and spends both of the stresses, and then everything is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
So 10 so is the only shape on. where if you, if you roll all natural hits, you will be a little bit sad because you would actually prefer to get some eyeballs. A little bit. <laughs> okay. So exactly. uh, here we are sort of nearing the end. So uh, uh, we have uh, mm -hmm. a little bit of bonus content. So I looked at sort of generic things. Uh, mm -hmm. So I started by looking at passive sensors um, and specifically trying to figure out which ships they were good on. Uh, and it turns out that uh, I2 is a big space for them, which is probably the CETAs. Uh, and then you see a lot in I5, I5, I6, and most of that is Phantoms mm -hmm. or uh, Inquisitors. Right. Uh, so, but actually, if you look at the, if you count the number of passive sensor cards that were used in in these selected extended tournaments, then 60% of mm -hmm. them were on Imperial ships, and half of these wow. 60% were on Phantoms, that you know, all, thereby gained target locks they otherwise wouldn't have had. So, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. I will stand by that passive sensors are dumb, and if they are not dumb, then they are at least undercosted. Because the 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 point cost difference between a targeting computer and uh, and passive sensors is just not reasonable. It's too yeah. too small, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So speaking of too cheap, then we have crack shot. Uh, Scores 51.7% as in generic upgrades, like obviously all over the place. So this is the most popular upgrade card in the game. Um, and what I looked at specifically for Crackshot is how much does the success of Crackshot depend on the initiative of the carrier? And that data right. turned out to say not a whole lot. Um, if you sort of disregard I1 and I2 pilots because they you usually don't have a talent slot, and you look at the the, mm -hmm. the remaining data, then the the ships where Crackshot it really improves the performance is mostly the I threes. So the lowest generic huh. with a talent slot. Uh, there's a lot more analysis. I really want to try to prove this and and sort of so. It just seems for me that this sort of, um, uh, I don't want to, I don't think I can ever prove that Crackshot is better on an i3 than an i6. It doesn't make sense. But I, for me, it mm -hmm. like, I mean, it, it makes sense that a one point upgrade is more attractive on a, a low cost chip than, whereas if you, if you have like an ace. With a talent slot, then you might mm -hmm. want to put, you know, out maneuver or something more expensive on it because it's probably worth it. But but right. one takeaway I think I do can have from this is that it is not as hard to get the bullseye on an i free as some people make it out to be. Because if it were, then crackshot wouldn't be a, a statistical benefit on these ships. Yeah. Well, I, th I think it's because uh, crackshot on a lower ship, you tend to get more of them in a list, and it's probably more cost efficient or efficient to have it on at that type 
of a ship, you know, low, low uh, Yeah, but you must still initiative, just you can spam it around. Yeah, but you still need to trigger it. I mean, you need to have a, a, a yeah, decent yeah. No, no, percentage no. of triggering Wait. it, right? But it also poses an area of area effect denial. True. Whereas you don't want to be in the bullseye of the low generic couple of ships you have there to back up the real ship. I, I don't know. It's, uh, so it's efficiency over cleverness. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. I mean, if you it's have to repass, if you have to repass to get out of it, even if you can and still get a token, mm -hmm. then you probably also got this nice little stress token, which will make it your your opponent's right. life easier next turn. So it might be true that there's, and, and we I think we actually see this with with a lot of stuff in X-wing where, you know, getting it off, so to speak, so getting your ability used or whatever, it's not always what you want, mm -hmm. right? Um, no, it's just I having a hold there. Yeah, holding a, a, a homing missile in the tubes and having a lock on somebody, it's not really necessarily a success criteria that I have to shoot at him. Just the fact that he is yeah. continuously trying to stay out of range free of my arc uh, might be, you know, yeah. valuable. Or the last bomb on Boba. Yeah, yeah, bombs are probably an even better example, right? They're just a threat. Or Discord missiles. Mm hmm. It's there, right. right? And it is shutting yeah. down a lane or something. Yeah, yeah. you have to okay. account for it. Yeah. The last of the generic mm -hmm. stuff, which I did sort of halfway out of fun, was I, I looked at hull upgrade and shield upgrades. Uh, and huh. they are, yeah, like slightly worth it. Uh, so like hull upgrade is like 49.4, shield upgrade is 50.7, so but that is sort of close to enough. And I mean, it's important to note that even if you score 50, it doesn't mean that you're not worth it. It actually means that you are worth exactly your points, right? So, yeah, uh, exactly, right. So they're close enough that you sort of say that as a whole, they're probably balanced. But then I got thinking, well, wait a minute. Um, Hull and shield upgrade are variable costed on agility. So mm -hmm. they might on average be decently uh, balanced. But what about if we look at them, sort of look at hull upgrade on zero agility and shield upgrade on zero agility as like they were separate cards, uh, as opposed to the one agility and the two agility. So like just treat them as separate cards. So I split the performance right. down on ability, uh, and the full table is in, in the article. Uh, but basically what it shows is that uh, hull upgrade, both hull and shield upgrades work much better or they perform much better so they are more sort of cost to value efficient on zero and two agility ships uh, okay so especially um, hull on zero agility and shield on two agility they sort of break it up no actually uh, two agility is for both of them right so on two agility, then you, mm -hmm. you remember I said they were like 49.4 and 50.7. On two agility, they both yep. score around 55%. Oh. On zero agility, a hull okay. scores 60%. Wow. Uh, whereas on one and three, they. But what happens at. Yeah. Yeah. 
what happens at one and three? Uh, on one, they drop a little bit, uh, like to the 47, 48 range. So, I mean, that's probably what can be expected. And on three, uh, especially the hold upgrade drop a lot. And I don't know why that is. Right. It may also be, I should also say that zero and three had the lowest sample size. Uh, but one actually had a decent number of users. So there's a lot of variables here. Like, uh, I mean, I can think of at least one, two agility ship that usually have either a hull or shield upgrade that I know performs very well at the moment. You know, a certain fire spray. And that actually that <laughs> warps the numbers for two agility as a whole. So there's some of that. But, right. yeah, so... Yeah. But then I did something that I thought a little bit more, even more interesting, is that there's a lot of people who've been talking about this, that, you know, that Holland Shield upgrades are extra valuable if they also move the half-point threshold. Right. Like, um, yeah, so if you could put, like, a Shield upgrade on a Fang, which you can't, but that would then say that, okay, now you mm -hmm. need to do three points to have it instead of two. So, um, yeah. So I looked at that, and I actually saw that, well, if you have a ship that has an even number of health, so and health here is hull plus shield, right? If you have an even number, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then and you add something, so that's where you get the benefit, then you, the average yeah. for that ship increases from you know, 50 to 52.7. Whereas if you have an odd oh. health ship, it actually reduced, it, it drops to 44.5. And this is, wow. you know, That's... again, it's only a thousand lists, and I want to run it for more numbers, but I did actually check it versus wave five, and there I saw similar things. Then I looked at wave four, mm -hmm. and I couldn't quite find the data, but then I realized that there were, Holland Shield upgrades were not very popular in wave four. There were like very, very few of them. So, the data become less significant. So I don't know. Um, I also then said, okay, but if this is the case, then in general, uh, ships that have a odd number of healths, in general, just without hull and shield upgrades, they should actually be slightly better because they get uh, a better threshold. Right? You mean so, even? No, I actually mean odd. Even number. No, I actually mean odd numbers. So, like, a free health ship needs to take two damage yeah. to to give up half points, whereas a right. four health ship also needs to take two damage. So, the free health ship has an advantage to some degree, uh, just because ah, of the ground. Ah, you mean oh, that way. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I actually, mm -hmm. in, in the wave six numbers, then I could see that as well, that it was, like, 53% mm, yeah. yeah. for the, the, the ones with the odd health. Where you would have expected fifty. Ah. <laughs> so right. it is so better they're, they're paying and for the same amount. Yeah, the, they're paying for the same amount for their base health, uh, shields yeah. and hull, uh, the odd odd ships, as opposed yeah. to the even ships. But they're getting more out of the extra point or or the one less point. That's that's actually mind blowing. 
Yeah, but it, it sort of makes sense. But there's also, I would, I mean, there's a big it caveat does. here. I had the longest discussion with Chris Allen about this point, and he was like, eh, can you really see something? And I was like, I think I can. Um, so I just wrapped <laughs> it in a, in a big opinion warning, and this is preliminary. It's All like, right. There might be something here, and it looks like there's something here, but it might also be that when you break it down enough, you see that it just happens that, you know, Boba takes, often takes these upgrades, and he takes up a significant enough space in the meta that he is the one twerking, right? The, the changing the, the numbers right. here. But it was, then yeah, there was yeah. also something else that magically did it last wave. So, I don't know, more data. Right. I mean, and yeah, but the flip side of that, is he good because of that as well? Is he better because of that? And the stats yeah. actually just are backed up, you know? Yeah, because you can actually look at the other way around and say if Baba mm -hmm. actually moves his breaking point, and for yeah. the standard fat Baba, that is like. That then that that one extra it's one extra damage the opponent has to do to get the fifty five points ish right, which is huge. And, and I think yeah. that that has that changes games in a large enough sample size. Right. Uh, and it's it almost certainly worth the six points or however much it costs five for a hull six for shield I think it is. Yeah. So. So finally, uh, we do have a lot, a, a bit more variants in uh, in the list. There's a few more factions involved. So the best lists, mm -hmm. if we summarize for extended, the best list is uh, Boba Dengar, almost 75%. The second best list is the five setas from first order, 71. We have the four spaces and double sellers from Scum, 70. The CS form mm -hmm. from CIS, 69.3, and then the two hyenas and six vultures from CIS, 68.7. So you can say, if you want to take on the, the positive hat here, then the first four lists are from four different factions. No, they're not. They're from three different factions. So Three. Yeah. One first and order is scooting in there. Yeah, they're two scum lists, right? So. And yeah, if you look at the pilots... If you look at the pilots, then you have Cardinal Spacer being the best, 71.6. Techno Union Bomber, 67.2. Mm -hmm. Epsilon Squadron Cadet, again, you see the, the first order, um, 67%. Right. Seer, 63. And Koska, 63. And let me be fair, Koska is just there because Boba is carrying him. Oh, yeah, sure. Because she's not being used with anything else but Baba. <laughs> no, probably not. Um, and Baba is being used by with so many other things, which yeah. drags him down. Okay. And I think right. uh, I think that was it. It did go a little bit long. That's it. Sure. It always does. Excellent work, work, Jan. It's very interesting stuff. Can't wait to read the article. No, and I, I hope they'll Articles. be out soon. And I um, would love to, for many listeners, to hear some feedback on, on whether we were skimming too much or whether it actually mm -hmm. was good not to have quite as many numbers as uh, as we've had in the... I think it's like, what is it, like the third or fourth one we did, we've done now? 
I mean, this is Ooh. this is how I started on this podcast. It was doing this sort of episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, just doing time. first season, January 2019 is the second, July, January. yeah, this is probably the fourth. Yeah, I think I started doing them after wave two, maybe three. I don't remember which one mm-hmm. I did first. But uh, and then that's when I started writing right. the articles, and I think the second one I wrote, we were no, probably perhaps even the first one. I don't know. Anyway, let's do shoutouts and get out of here, and then hope that uh, Kisly yep. you know comes back, turn off the recording, and uploads this. If he record, if he, he recorded might. it. <gasps> oh. what? Oh, so hello. Fuck- so what do you think of all this, Kisly? Okay, so okay, that's yeah, is, that's gonna be an odd bit. Odd bit is, of do, do you also hear a voice <laughs> in your head, Aid, that the listeners can't hear? Yeah, I also. Even when Keisley's not here, we can kind of hear him. You know. Okay. Anyway, he's the devil okay, on our shoulder. Let's do the shout-outs, and and since the the uh, the friendly people out there can't hear him, then he doesn't get to do any. You you can. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna shout out to uh, you know local community. Uh, you've been uh, actually showing up, even though it's summer. It makes sense in this day and age. And uh, and then I'll do a little bit of shout out to Jesper. Oh, surprise! So are you? Uh, we usually do yeah. this at the top, but I forgot to ask. Um, oh, I hear instructions now. No, but are you like mm-hmm. fully back to uh, to playing uh, uh, normally, and everything is great? Yeah, and there's pretty no, much. That, there's no Corona things really happening in Iceland affecting normal life. No, very few cases per day. Only cases that are you know that's people coming at the border, you know, flying in, and we do yeah. testing at the border for most countries. And uh, yeah, so uh, we've got a pretty, pretty. We can go play. We can go have fun. That's nice. And uh, Kisle wanted to. If Kisle was here, he probably would want me to do a shout out to Linner and tell him thanks for the game, but I'm not going to do that because uh, he's not here. Okay, so he gets to do his own shout-outs. I mean, okay. So, uh, <laughs> for me, I have a ton of shout-outs this week. Uh, so I can see first that. To, first to Jared. Uh, uh, for the listeners, you remember him as the guy who did the love letter to this fierce uh, Kylo and Blackout with Torps and Optex list. Uh, we, we got <laughs> yeah. into a bit of a skiffle with. Um, um, and uh, but I just received a package from him today with old arts and a little special surprise. Uh, I put pictures on uh, on our Facebook page. They are so magnificent. These old arts. That is noise. It's fantastic. And then a shout out. So I guess in right now as I'm recording this, this is half in advance. So uh, to uh, to pink editor Jakob. 
uh, who uh, sits and proofreads all my ramblings. So he has essentially been through these 44 oh. pages of meta review, correcting my language oh, and spelling God. and checking for mistakes and half-finished sentences and shit. So uh, he is the true hero. Uh, so thank you, Jakob. <laughs> uh, also one to Chris Allen, um, who helped me review some of this and kept me from a few instances of very bad logic. Um, and... Uh, and obviously for him, you know, calling out D on his stupid uh, dice uh, things. Um, <laughs> and then we have the Blast Doors, which is a team in the Steel City team tournament, which is like a TTS tournament. Uh, mm -hmm. And I uh, I consult, as I say, with them on, on pairings and uh, meta stats and, and all kinds of things in order to help them in this in this tournament. So... We won, they won the first round, uh, and uh, we are doing pairings for round two right now. So uh, keep going on that, boys. It's, I'll take it all the way. And then also all my pink boys, who I still don't see, despite things being opening. And but you know I've been doing all sorts of other things, so I haven't had time to go to the game store. Um, no. Yeah. Horses don't buy themselves. <laughs> right. You bought a horse for your girl, right? Yeah, I bought a horse for my daughter. Um, so yeah. uh, I don't know. I mean, if you have a teenage girl and you're it's like, okay, totally you can have this thing to do. Yeah, but you can have this big investment, but and it's going to be expensive now, and it's going to be expensive every month from now, also. So it is somewhat expensive, right? And on the other yeah, hand, yeah. then. I mean, if they can keep those stupid teenage boys away for a while because she doesn't care about them, she'd rather right. have her pony. That's worth yeah. every cent. <laughs> Great thinking, Dad. <laughs> I mean, shooting them is not legal, I hear. So. Well, if, yeah. if nobody knows about it, no. Sure. You can get away with it. You know. I have a shotgun, yeah. a shovel, and an alibi. Yeah, it's just and a, three and a van. Yeah. Yeah, unless you have a already big, big garden. Yeah, already. Let's uh, let's call it a day, and uh, let's try to get the uh, the editor to to editing that and getting it out as soon as possible. Um, there might not be links in the show notes. Uh, I will to the articles. I will put them on Facebook as soon as I get them. Uh, but we would rather have you have this before the article is up, uh, because it's been a while since you last saw an episode from us. I expect right. us to be back in two weeks, probably a little bit more if this releases early, uh, and talk about all the uh, the strange new things that we've learned from uh, the Gen Con announcements. Right. And hopefully Three. points. Oh, if we don't get points, I'm going to have a seizure. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, stay safe out there, especially if you're in America. Yeah. So, goodbye, and thank goodbye. you for listening. Bye. 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 Oh, we're going that way. Bye 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 b
You need to get that singing recorded, by the way, dude. <laughs> That's right. Who did that?